What makes forgiveness harder is when the person goes, I didn't do anything wrong. What's your problem? Just get over it. Right. That right there, our brains again go, they still aren't sorry. They still aren't taking responsibility. They're still making it at my fault. Like I'm somehow wrong because I feel bad about right. this. And that makes it harder. It doesn't make it impossible, but it does make it harder. Right. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why it's so hard to forgive your spouse. Yes, it is. It's hard to forgive me? Harder than you know, baby. (laughs) Okay, I know how hard it is to forgive you. Here's one of the uh, questions we had come into our secure marriage email. Okay. My biggest struggle is forgiving and letting go of past mistakes. Boy. That's a hard one. It is. I I have a question about that. Sure. This is just maybe a random kind of question. Um, Do you think that has anything to do with personality type to some degree? Certain personality types are able to forgive easier. And let go of things. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because because I hear that question and and I don't necessarily, I would suspect that, that that's in a relation to a husband and spouse. Um, but a I, husband and spouse? A husband and spouse. <laughs> <laughs> husband and wife, that's yes. what I mean. Um, I, I hear that question and, I, and I'm assuming that it relates it to a husband and a wife and one doing something in, in the past and having a hard mm-hmm. time letting it go. Mm-hmm. But I also just think what it just popped into my head was I know for myself, I have, I just have a hard time of letting go of things that have happened and, um, I can forgive people. Yeah. Uh, Well, I forgive you and I don't hold those things against you. Um, but there are things that, that I have that I just can't, I have a really hard time letting go of. Yeah. And I wonder if that has, if that's part of. Um, like, you know, we, we learn about the Enneagrams and that right. kind of thing. And I'm a six. And I just wonder if part of that plays into just personality wise, if some personalities have a harder time of letting things go. Yes, that's absolutely true. So sevens and eights, those are personality types, which typically can r- respond or rebound back faster. They just don't take things in as deeply in life. Um, their focus on feelings is not quite as high, especially like an eight. Right. A seven is just, hey, let's bounce around and have a good time. And if something bad goes wrong, it just rolls off their back and let's just keep going and having fun. Sixes, fours, uh, I'm a four. Um, Sometimes a one. Nines, nines are people pleasers typically. Um, They don't want to disappoint anyone. Those are the ones that uh, oftentimes just have a harder time forgiving because they experience life deeper. Sixes are are rooted in fear. They, their security is their biggest thing. Right. Fours, me, are they just want things deep. They don't they don't like surfacey things. They hate small talk. They're terrible at parties. They can't talk about the weather. <laughs> they, they talk about deep things. That makes a four happy, but also means they get hurt on a deeper level as right. well. So yes, there is a personality thing that happens in here. There's just a humanity thing that comes along with forgiveness. And it's not always a an easy thing to understand, but 
the reality is, is if somebody hurts you, if you hurt me, you actually have a lot of power in helping me heal and helping me be able to forgive. Forgiveness is I am no longer going to hold it against you. Right. You've done something that you cannot repay. You cannot make it right. And I choose not to hold it against you. Right. I'm going to let you get away with it is actually one of the ways of thinking about it. And that's and that's where the humanity piece comes in because yes. it is really difficult to for us to let people get away with something. We want yes. justice. We want yes. we want people to understand that they've done wrong. And that's and, and that right there is actually what makes it possible for or makes it easier for me to forgive you is when you have done something wrong, you come to me and you say, "I know I have done something wrong." I completely understand I can't make this right. I can't. There's nothing I can do to make up for it. I take responsibility for it. Right. And I have sorrow. I have remorse. I am contrite. I feel bad that this cost you. I feel bad that it hurt you. And they don't minimize it. They don't justify it. They don't, they don't uh, try to brush it under the carpet. When a person does wrong and they come to you and they they take all of that responsibility our brain goes yes they understand i can i can i can let that go easier not always fast not always first right. but it becomes easier it usually is a process to forgive what makes forgiveness harder is when the person goes i didn't do anything wrong what's your problem just get over it right that right there our brains again go they still aren't sorry. They still aren't taking responsibility. They're still making it at my fault. Like I'm somehow wrong because I feel bad about right. this. And that makes it harder. Now, I'm going to be really, really clear here. It doesn't make it impossible, but it does make it harder. Right. And if that is what this person is experiencing who wrote into us, that's a painful place to be in. Right. It really is hard. Particularly if the the person continues to to have that type of yes. behavior. So it's not just one thing, but it's a second thing and yeah. a third thing and a fourth thing and the same thing over and over and over. And they are constantly being wounded. Yes. That becomes very difficult to yeah. um, forgive it and, and move forward. It does. That almost moves out of the context of forgiveness and moves into the context of resilience where someone just keeps hurting you over and over. You probably have to ask the question, is that wise? Is it wise to allow them to keep doing that without putting some sort of boundaries in place? Right. Is it actually under their control or is it out of their control? So for instance, um, I actually have several clients who have autistic children and an autistic child does hurtful things towards their parents. That's just kind of the nature uh, sure. That comes along with having an autistic child and they are being hurt over and over and over again. But an autistic child doesn't have as much capacity to change some of that behavior right. versus a child who has no developmental issues and actually does demonstrate capacity, ability to make good decisions and they just choose not to. Right. When someone says, I can do it, I just don't want I to. I choose not to. That is, that's the the pinnacle of the hardest thing to forgive. I can change. I just don't want to. And right. I know it's hurting you and I don't care. Right. That is probably one of the hardest things to forgive. And usually in that case, um, some sort of boundary needs to put in place. 
If right. they're not going to stop doing something that hurts you, then you probably need to distance yourself in some way, emotionally, relationally, physically, so that you don't continue to be hurt in that way. Now, again, case specific, we're not making that a blanket, you know, right. if your spouse hurts you twice in a row, you're out of the marriage. That's not what we're saying. We are saying forgiveness is hard when the other person does not take responsibility and they're being hurt over and over and over again. So let's run those two scenarios. Let's run the first one that I said. If your spouse has taken responsibility, if he or she has said, I really do feel bad, I really, I really did wrong and I know that I can't make it right and um, I have deep sorrow and you're still having a hard time forgiving. Usually in that case, it's because um, something from earlier in childhood has been triggered in some way where this wound reminds you of something deeper or bigger. Right. And so you're not dealing with just the wound or the, the offense that your spouse has done to you. You're also dealing with the other stuff from your history, what that what that mistake of your spouse represents. Exactly. So again, if your spouse has lied to you and it costs you something, and you're having a hard time forgiving them, even though they've taken responsibility. But you've grown up in a family where, and again, this I've had this come across my office, where a father continually lied to a wife, to children, had multiple affairs, and and that 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 lying component is now a, a tender spot in this person. Now, when the spouse lies to them, it doesn't remind them of just what the spouse has done. It reminds them right. of their entire childhood and this entire painful right. thing. And oftentimes they're not actually even aware of that. That's what it has triggered. And that lack of awareness, they feel it, but they can't pin, but they can't pin, connect the dots. Right. Exactly. And so, you can start to connect the dots by going, wow, what they did is a three out of 10 in terms of evil or badness or pain, but I'm feeling it at an eight out of 10 and right. I just can't get it to come down. I can't get it to go below an eight. Even, even when they have taken responsibility, because yes. oftentimes when they've taken responsibility, uh, taking the time to tell you that they understand how they've hurt you, what they've done wrong, your survival brain kicks yep. off. You come back into your right brain and you just feel this kind of melting of like, ah, yep. uh, okay. Yep. And when that doesn't happen, nope. when they've done all the right things to make it right, that's when you go, oh, there might be something else going on here. Yep. The problem is not the problem. Exactly. And that's just an invitation for you to go, oh, apparently I need to do some work. I need to figure out what else is going on here. Right. You might be able to work that out with your spouse. You might be able to work it out with a friend. You might need to hire a counselor. You might need to bring in someone else who has kind of an outside uh, professional uh, skill set that they can kind of speak into your life with. Whatever it takes. Uh, if the problem's not the problem, that might be why forgiveness is so hard. Right. Let's go to the second scenario where the person isn't taking responsibility they are minimizing they're not validating your your feelings um, and they're actually not changing their behavior and is it why is it so hard to forgive and that's because you are actively being hit you can't actually you can't actually let your guard down anymore because if you do you're going to get injured even more it's going to hurt even more and so in that scenario, to be able to forgive means you actually have to get to some level of safety. You have to get emotional safety, internal safety, psychological safety. Mm -hmm. You have to get to some place of stability because forgiveness, the key component to forgiveness is you recognize that whatever this person has cost you, money, time, effort, reputation, whatever that is, that's not finite. Okay, you can actually continue to live your life on and 
they haven't taken everything from you. Let's put it in terms of money because it's easy to forgive a debt. And if you've borrowed a thousand or ten thousand dollars from me, and if you can't pay that back, that hurts for a while. That ten thousand dollars would have been really, really nice to have. But when you when you go through life and you go, I can still make more money. I I can still put a roof over my head and put food on the table and I don't I'm not dependent upon that $10,000 that makes it easier to let go right and that is what actually makes it easier to forgive it's like this sucks this is a bummer but I don't need it anymore that's another component of forgiveness is I don't need anything from this person I don't need them to say sorry I don't need them to take res- I don't need them to take responsibility anymore they've already right. done it enough and I can move on with my life because right. I have enough I have enough relationship with other people. Um, I have enough relationship with them. I have enough money. I have enough experience. I have enough opportunity. I have enough. Forgiveness, when it's hard, is oftentimes rooted in scarcity. They've taken something from me right. and I'm never going to get back. And my world's going to come to an end. And I'm pissed off because they've ruined my life. Right. I, I think the hard part about that is it's really counterintuitive uh, when you think of forgiveness in that way. Yeah. Because... We don't want to let them off the hook. Yeah. But when we don't let them off the hook, we're actually being held hostage. Yeah. And the minute that we let them off the hook and we and we say, I no longer hold that against you, that frees you up to actually move forward mm-hmm. because you're no longer being held hostage. So um, I, I really think, and that's hard to do. It is hard because to do. Because we, we just want them to feel what we feel there it is say that again we want them to feel what we feel and that is what keeps you stuck yeah when it comes to forgiveness and oftentimes you won't ever get that right they will not hurt as bad as you hurt they might hurt differently but they might not hurt as bad as you hurt and you will put yourself in your own prison when you demand expect wish hope for pray that they feel as bad as you do right and that actually requires a lot of um, self-confidence and, and integrity to say, I'm going to let them get away with it because my life isn't dependent upon their feelings. My life isn't dependent upon their choices or behaviors. I can live my life completely happy out, uh, outside of them. I'm going to, it's actually called differentiation. They can be them and I'm going to be me. That's very hard. I can see your, your little <laughs> face. Your well, face I was, is going, I don't I was, like that. Well, no, I do like that. I just know how hard it is because even with you and I, it's really hard when you hurt me yeah. to, to forgive you. Not because I don't want to, mostly because I just don't understand how, how you, why, why would you hurt me in the first place? If I really loved you, I wouldn't have done that in the first place. Right. Yeah. And so, so. I got bad news for you. You've married a very fallible, very sinful, very right. messed up human being. Right. Who doesn't and, always do it right. And you've married a girl who's very concrete yep. and has a hard time making some of those shifts. Yeah. That's why we come back to that contriteness. When I demonstrate to you, I feel bad because you feel bad. That is what provides yes. healing. It the really most. does. It really does. When you see tears in my eyes going, I can't believe I did that and I feel so bad. Yes. Here's the problem with that. And this comes back to that second scenario we're talking about. If that's the ninth time I've done that, I'm crying because I hurt you and then I go out and I do it again. 
You're now looking at me and looking at my tears going, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to manipulate me. Exactly. And so there has to be changed behavior in the offending party. They can't right. just keep doing it. That's actually unhealthy. That's manipulative. That's, that's a whole different level of sure. unhealthy. And that's not what this, to- but this podcast is about. But when that's not the case, when someone just offends and they have genuine sorrow, genuine remorse, and then they have changed behavior from it, it's always, always easier to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that explains why it's so hard to forgive sometimes. It, it, well, I, I'd like to add one last thing in here. Okay. Um, for people who have the faith system, we come from a Christian background and we believe there is a God and we believe our God does interact with us and actually does care about, you know, our lives. Um, here's how a faith system actually can make forgiveness easier. Um, I, I call it the bounty hunter principle where if, again, you owe me a thousand dollars and you say, I'll pay you back on Tuesday and Tuesday comes around, I'm going, Shannon, where's my money? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have it. Next week I come around, Hey, it's been a week. I really need the thousand dollars back. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have it. And so I decide every morning I'm going to come over and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to knock on your door saying, I need my money. I'm going to quit answering my door. You're going to quit answering your door. Bugging you isn't going to get me my money any faster. And then one morning I show up and I knock on your door and there's no answer. And I look in the windows and it's empty. You've, you've uh, booked Dodge. You've, you've left town. So I go, she owes me a thousand dollars, which is true. You owe me a thousand dollars. I am going to figure out where you went. So I now hire a private investigator and I pay him to track you down. And I find out you moved to Des Moines. So I now get on a plane and I come over and I knock on your door going, you still owe me a thousand dollars, which again is true. Everything I'm saying is true, but there comes a point when me demanding something of you is actually costing me more money. I was going to say you than the thousand bucks. You you've just expended an awful lot of e- emotional energy, yes. physical money. Yes, yeah. It, it it it's it's no longer productive for me to try to collect on this debt. So instead, if I can hire a debt collector, if I can hire a bounty hunter, if I can go, I. No longer am I going to go knock on your door. Instead, I'm going to hire a guy who knows where you live 24 hours a day, seven days a week, who knows where to find you at any time, and he can get in touch with you at any time. I'm, I'm going to give it over, and his services are free. I'm going to give it over to him to let him collect. I'm going to let God pursue you to convict you at some point so that you decide if and when you want to give me back my money And I no longer have to waste my time, energy, and effort trying to convict you, trying to remind you, trying to prove to you I'm right and you're wrong. I give it over to God so that he can, he can handle it from there. Okay. Now I know that makes perfect sense when you, when you shifted into that God piece, um, because that makes sense to me. I understand that very, very clearly. There's a part of me that said when you're talking about hiring a bounty hunter yeah i'm like wow that sounds like you're after revenge and punishment a bounty hunter isn't about revenge and punishment he's about just hunting down the person who owes something that's what a bounty hunter is he's hired to find somebody yeah but usually bounty hunters are associated with bad guys true fair (laughs) enough sorry this is your concrete wife thinking here you get the idea, though. Correct. You're yes. not wasting your time, energy, and effort. Yes. You are letting somebody, somebody else, else do the work for you. 
which now gives you the freedom to move on. And then again, when you go back to that same principle we talked about earlier, which is $1,000 hurts, but it doesn't break me. It's going to take me a little bit of energy and effort to earn an extra $1,000 now, but I will be okay eventually. When right. you know I will be okay, right? And you can forgive. And the great thing about that is that eventually, whether you get the money back or not, eventually you have moved beyond past it. So yeah. if you don't get the money... You really don't miss it anymore. And if I get it, a, and if you get five it, five years from there, it's a bonus. Wahoo! Bonus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not dependent upon it. There's not that scarcity of I have to hold. I have to have this thousand dollars. Right. Again, that's for the listeners who might share a similar faith system that we have, and we know really, really clearly not everyone does. Uh, but for us, for me personally, that is actually helped me when I've had people offend me greatly, and I there was no way for me to get justice. I had no right. ability at my disposal to make things right. And so I said, it's not my job anymore. I will I will let God make things right. And I've moved on. And that was 10 plus years ago. Right. And I have had freedom. I haven't been living in a jail trying to demand justice. And I want that for everyone else. I want mm-hmm. everyone else who's wrestling with uh, forgiveness. And again, it's not easy, it's not fast, and it's not first, but it is possible. Yeah. We hope this is helpful for the person who wrote in and we hope this is helpful for everyone else who might have a little forgiveness issues going on in their marriage. Um, if you have a specific thing in your relationship around this topic of forgiveness, uh, even if, it, if you have a specific scenario you'd like help with, please email us. My name is Paul. You can reach me at paul at securemarriage.com. My beautiful wife who's sitting across from me, her name is Shannon. You can reach her at Shannon at securemarriage.com and we would love to answer your question provide some actual uh, resources and help and feedback and perspective on things in your life yeah or if you just want to go to securemarriage.com take a little marriage quiz we have a little quiz that will see how well you're doing on the six parts of the secure marriage framework and then we have more free courses that come in your email after that again all sorts of ways to make your marriage better yep other than that I think we're done I think so. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.